0: I want to talk to us this morning about worship, since it's what we are doing for the past two days now. We've been worshiping God. So I want to talk to us this morning about worship. Amen. And I pray that the Lord will give me speed because I've only got 15 minutes. Hallelujah. So my topic today is um, the um, the God-acceptable way of worship. So we're going to be reading from the book of John, John 4. Seven to twenty-six. I would have asked us to read a, a bit of the um, verse, but I want us to get the the gist of the whole um, the whole Bible passage. So John four seven to twenty-six. We're going to be reading, but I want um, somebody who is fast, maybe Marilyn. Amen. Hallelujah. But before we read it, I just want to say one or two things before we go there. While Marilyn is getting ready. You know, um, worship, when I was thinking about worship, I thought, oh, worship. Everybody has different definition for worship. But for me, I feel worship is love expressed. Amen. It's when you express your love to God. Amen. So I now it now reminds me of GLC. When I first joined GLC, we used to have what is called worship expression. Amen. And the first time I attended, we have, we have it every, I think, Monday evenings. Every week, Monday evenings. When when the first time when I attended it, I'm like, wow, that this church must love God so much to actually dedicate it one every evening on Mondays to come and just worship God, to bask in the presence of God. It was an amazing time. I don't know why we stop it, but I pray that the Lord will bring it back in Jesus' name. Because it was an amazing time, it was an awesome time in the presence of God. And that's, you know, I kept thinking, I said, yeah, that must be love expressed for God. So I worship is love expressed It means all the things, but I just want you to stay on me on this one while we read.
1: John 7, John 4 rather, 7 to 26. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman from Samaria? For Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get the living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life.
0: Amen. I'll just stop you right there. You know, that that verse actually is parallel to that verse that Jesus Christ says, if you believe on me. Out of the belly, out of your belly shall flow the rivers of living water. Amen. So the question that we need to be asking ourselves today in our churches today, where is that living water? Is it still flowing? Amen.
1: Can you read on, please? The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right in saying I have no husband. Amen.
0: You know, thank you, Ma. You know, that place as well, make me to understand because what Jesus Christ was doing there was walking this woman with, I mean, with her to work out our issues of sin, to point it out, to help her to deal with it at that point, which means that when we are living in sin, it is impossible to actually express our love to God. It is possible to worship, to give him the true worship. Amen. Continue, Ma.
1: Jesus said to her, "I who speak to you am He." Amen. May
0: Amen. the Lord bless the
1: reading of His Word in
0: Jesus' name. Right. I don't know if you've been following that um, Bible passage. There are two points in the Scripture that demonstrates how we can, or how, how we must, worship God. And the two are in spirit is number one, and in truth is number two. Amen. So I'm going to start from in spirit. It says, how do we worship Him in spirit? What does it even mean? To worship God in spirit, Amen. Three things that I want us to take home today in relation to worshiping God in spirit is your spiritual life. This is a, you know, it's it's when the Holy Spirit as when you have been regenerated by the Holy Spirit, the point that when you give your life to God, and your spirit has been renewed by the Spirit of God, and you know, and it, this is not like self-generated or worked up or uh, by ourselves or by oneself. I mean, it's not by yourself. It's not worked up by ourselves. It is worked by the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of God that comes upon you at that point that you give your life to Christ, that you meet with um, Christ, that you accept him into your life. Amen. Thank you, sir. So worship takes place in the spiritual realm. I hope we all know that. It, it's a spiritual activity that is empowered by God the Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit, that it dwells in us. So it is not a natural thing to do because the thing, the truth about it is the flesh will fight you every way you can to stop you from worshiping in the Spirit. Because most of the time when you want to worship God truly, that is the time that the flesh will start speaking into your mind that you need to do one thing or the other. And if you don't kill the flesh at that point, you find out that you get distracted and then the worship will be like, Amen. So we need to deal with that. Hallelujah. So the second one, I'm just rushing through this. I pray that God will give me time sometime next time to go through properly. In spirit also means since God is spirit is not in any one place. So you can't say because you have to come to church. That is the only place you have to worship. No god is spirit it does not stay in one place you know when the woman was telling um, jesus christ he says but our four fathers worship on this mountain and the you said um, we have to go to jerusalem to worship and god said i um, mean jesus christ said no that you if you want to worship god you have to worship him in spirit and in truth you don't have to stay it doesn't matter where you are amen god will still be glorified so wherever you are wherever you, it does not matter about the particular it's not about the particular church it's not about the place it's not about anything it's not about the mountain or the temple it's in spirit so you have to, you can worship God anywhere you are so number three I says when we talk about I mean when we talk about in spirit we are simply saying the art and everything within you must engage amen your heart and everything, everything that is inside of you must engage with the worship. You can't be worshiping God and be thinking about the food that you want to go and eat. Amen. You can't be worshiping God and that's when you're thinking, oh God, my body is tired. I want to sleep. Amen. So he says everything that is within you must engage with God. Romans 12, 1 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the messes of God, To present your bodies as a living sacrifice, only and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Amen. So it is your spiritual worship to kind of present the whole of your body, everything about you. Nothing matters at that time. You need to let go of whatever pain, whatever issues that you've come with. You need to lay it down at the feet of Jesus and just begin to worship him in spirit. Amen. So I said, um, in my note, I said, you have to be fully and wholly, 100% focused on him and him alone. Nothing else matters or should matter. Nothing else should enter your mind at that point in time. And that's when Matthew 15, 18 says, these people, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Amen. I pray that we are not those people in Jesus' name. So, you know, there are times that when you sing, the choir might be singing beautifully well. And their heart is just they're singing, they're dancing, they're praising God, but their heart is actually thinking of, "Oh, that job, with the agency give me that job today." Oh my God, I'm you, they're praising God, but at the same time, they're thinking about the party that they want to attend. Amen, I'm not saying a choir like that, I know. too. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> you know, they're thinking about where they need to go next. So that is not worshipping in the spirit. When you are actually in the spirit worshipping God, you are engaged. It's like you you take the whole character of God and then you begin to walk and flow with him. Amen. Hallelujah. So I want to ask you this morning. Are you worshiping God in spirit? When you are singing or you're thinking about what your voice sounds like. Or if everybody around you will notice if you've gone off keys. Hallelujah. It's not about you going off keys this morning. Forget about you going off keys. God does not pay attention to that. Amen. He pays attention to you connecting to him. Hallelujah. I know we've taken it to the point that, okay, if they don't sing very well, mm, the choir was going on this morning. Instead of us to concentrate and connect to God, you know, during that worship, we're thinking about, oh, what's going on with the choir this morning? They're going off the keys. Hallelujah. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. I said, may the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Right, let's talk about in truth. Amen. Let's talk about in truth. So, what is truth? If you ask yourself this question, what is actually truth? The Bible says the truth in the John 14, 6. It says truth is Jesus Christ. So, Jesus Christ is actually the truth. Amen. Um, Psalm 119, 116. 160, 160, it says there that the word is the truth. Amen. And the word which is the truth put into flesh in John 1.14 is actually Jesus Christ. So when we talk about the truth is we're talking about Jesus Christ, right? Amen. I hope you're on the same page. So when you talk about the truth, we're talking about Jesus Christ. This morning I was actually thinking and something just dropped into my mind. And what dropped, I shared it with my mom. Is the thing that dropped into my mind. Like there are times that you might think you're actually worshiping in the spirit but there's no truth in it. So you can worship in the spirit, but there won't be any truth in it. Amen. I don't know if you get that. There are some people that, you know, they do things that they say they are doing it in the spirit, but they're actually working with the spirit of devil. Because yes, he does have spirit as well. Remember the story of Saul, when God said that, the, the, that God releases the spirit of, the evil spirit upon him. So that is spirit. So you might say you are in spirit, But what spirit are you working with? Amen. So if the truth is absent from that spirit, then there is no worship in there. Amen. So you need to combine the two together. It has to be in spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, and in truth. Amen. So like in the spirit that I've talked about earlier, the truth is also divided into three parts that I go here. So true heart is your heart sincere. Is your worship sincere? Do you mean what you're saying with your mouth? Or are you just going through the motion? Are you going, Are you doing what you do when... I mean, are you doing what you do when you worship because it is true? Or because you're just demonstrating? Or because you want people to notice you? Are you acknowledging the faults? Your faults and mistakes, a.k.a. sins before God. Amen. As a woman... You know, when Jesus Christ was putting out his, his sins, was she acknowledging that sin or she quickly jumped from that to something else? You know, she's just changed the subject entirely. That, oh, you must be a prophet. And then she went on speaking about something else. Amen. Did she actually acknowledge that sin? Amen. Hallelujah. So I said in my note here, I said, Proverbs 28:13 says, he who covers his sin will not prosper. But whosoever, whoever confesses and forsakes them we have mercy. So if you're covering your sin, you cannot worship God truly. You cannot worship him in spirit or in truth. Number two, I said, according to the word, 2 Timothy 2, 1, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. The truth anchors and saturate worship in there. Amen. So you need to rightly divide the word of truth. You must... Worship, your worship must be in truth according to the word of God. And the third one that I mentioned there is you have to worship in Christ who is the truth. So if you take Christ away from the equation, then your worship is not going anywhere. So Jesus Christ is the truth and you must worship in through John fourteen six. Your worship has to be about him. You cannot enter into his presence of God except through Jesus Christ. That's what it says in there. So make Jesus the Christ the center of it all. Make Jesus Christ mm-hmm. the center of your worship. Make him the center. Make him the point where mm-hmm. you focus totally on him. So I said last, I said the true worshipers must worship God in spirit and in truth. Amen. It's not important if your have keys, like I said, as long as your heart is in the right place with God, as long as you're connecting, you are engaging with him. As long as everything about you is focusing on God, on Jesus, then everything else does no matter. So in having said all that, I just want us to rise onto our feet as we take this worship. And I want you to worship him from the bottom of your heart. I want you to connect to him. I want you to focus. Let your focus be onto him. Let your focus, let everything, forget about your worries. Empty yourself before him right now and just worship Him. He is the center of all loving.